0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings. Good afternoon
3: to you. Welcome along. It's another fake spring day here in the city.
4: It is a beautiful day. I had my uh, sunroof open when I drove yeah, to yeah,
3: work. Me too. But it's fake. It's fake spring.
4: Why? Because it's going to get cold again. Yeah, it's not really yeah.
3: real. It's just a mirage. It's going to last a day or so. what's well,
4: going to. I think tomorrow also will be warm. Right. And then after that, it will we'll be pummeled
3: right. with crushing rain and freezing. Yeah, and, and ice it's going and... to be
4: so. It's the high tomorrow is also is sixty nine. Mm-hmm. High today, it's my uh, weather kitty.
3: Hey, um, weather kitty
4: is saying seventy two. So sixty nine tomorrow in rain, but then the high Friday is only forty two. See, it's fake. Yeah, it is. kind of
3: Until fake. things get sorted out.
4: Things get sorted out. Like, right. like, like there are a couple of people that have to get together and have a summit. Well,
3: I mean, Look, you guys, we got to sort this out. Well, we get all excited. This is be like the weather that your mom would say, "Listen, uh, make sure you have a jacket handy, right? right? Because it, one day it's forty six, the next day it's seventy two, uh-huh. and then you're going to get sick." Don't you have a jacket? Because like people have a, like a jacket for one day out of the year. Sure. Not uh-huh. too hot. Not too That's cold. That's why you should
4: buy your jackets at Goodwill.
3: Oh, I'm looking for that Seriously. one day because jacket because you
4: need you need a jacket for those. That, but you don't want to, you know, invest a couple hundred in something that you're going to wear a couple times.
3: Well, you just wear it a couple times for the rest of your life.
4: Yeah, still, right? it's not enough.
3: I don't know. I, I, you know, for years I was pro uh, pro that, but the idea of wearing somebody else's DNA has increasingly freaked me out. There's
4: something called dry cleaning. Doesn't matter. Washing machine. Does not it matter. It does matter. Yeah.
3: So that, you know, the used car that I recently got, there was all kind of DNA all over that car. You know? And that didn't bother you? No, it did bother me oh. tremendously.
4: Okay. So what did you do?
3: I had uh, Clorox wipes.
4: Okay, good. All right. That's fine.
3: But still, I'm just saying, I just, you know, I don't know if it's an age thing or whatnot. The idea of wearing somebody else's clothes, uh, I don't
4: know. No, I'm, I'm a big fan. Christy, okay. you shop at Goodwill? I do not shop at Goodwill, I but I do it. borrow my mom, my sister, and my best friend's clothes. Well, okay.
3: that's different. There's the intimacy, as opposed to, you know, Mr. Chanuka.
4: Why do you have a washing machine if you don't trust it?
3: I do trust it. No,
4: you don't trust it if you're not going to put a pair of clothing in that belong to somebody else and then wear it. It's
3: like wearing a crime scene. I don't... It is.
4: <laughs> Why do you assume that something terrible happened it's... in the
3: clothes? I got stories about critique. That's all I want to know. Okay. Anyway, as we always do, let's take a look at the uh, news stories of the day. Kath, without any further ado, please give us the top four mm-hmm. at four.
4: For Wednesday, John, do you know what it is Wednesday? I do. March 30th.
3: Hmm. Next to the last day. Yes. And hump day. I don't know whatever that means.
4: Tomorrow's Gary's birthday.
3: Oh, management. Mm-hmm. That's... I'm, don't say his name. No, oh, I'm saying Let's it. Just refer to it as management. It gets sort of like a Capital monolith.
4: Mm-hmm. Boom! Mm-hmm. Like kind of like the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Of Word of him.
3: Right comes management. Come down the hall. Mm.
4: Number one. Yeah. The number of people fleeing the war in Ukraine has exceeded four million. The UN said today, surpassing the refugee count the organization predicted for the entire war in just under five weeks. Yes. Already the largest movement of people in Europe since World War II. Ten and a half million people have been uprooted either within the country or forced abroad. Some 12 million are trapped in areas affected by the war and unable to leave. Think about that. 12 million people. Most of the refugees have crossed into neighboring Poland. I'm reading here from today's Wall Street Journal. But there are virtually no refugee camps in Poland. So you're thinking, so where, where is are all these people going? Estonia. Listen. So there are a handful of convention centers and stadiums that are called reception centers. But Poland is counting on relatives, friends, and volunteers to house the newcomers. Hmm. Now, that has been working well, exceedingly well up to this point. But it's going to be hard to sustain the more and more people come into Poland. Sooner or later,
5: the tipping point. Right. Right?
4: Yeah. Number two. The death toll from an 80-vehicle pileup on a Pennsylvania highway on Monday has risen to six people. Police said 80 not 18, 80 vehicles were involved in the crash, 39 commercial, 41 passenger vehicles. The crash occurred around 10.30 a.m. on Monday in a snow squall on Interstate 81 near Minersville, which is about 100 miles northwest of Philadelphia. And we all watched the video today. of Terrifying. I cannot get over what that was like.
3: I mean, one crash after another and you can't see it, you just hear it.
4: And you have enormous trucks Mm. that are crashing and cars and people standing on the side of the road and fire. And I mean, it must have been a terrifying scene. Absolutely terrifying. Number three. NASA astronaut Mark Vandehyde joined two Russian cosmonauts aboard a Soyuz spacecraft, undocked from the International Space Station, and came back to Earth today, landing on the steppe of Kazakhstan to close out a U.S. record 355 straight days at the space station.
3: Can you imagine?
4: 355. So, despite the war... And despite the differences between leaders in Russia and the U.S., the uh, space crews are still working together. Russian recovery crews and NASA support personnel quickly converged on the spacecraft to help the crew members out one by one for initial medical checks. They're all fine, but having a hard time adjusting to gravity. (laughs) After 355 days, they traveled 150 million miles. Wow. While they were up there. And that's a single flight record for a U.S. astronaut moving high past Scott Kelly.
3: I wonder how long it takes for you to get back to
6: normal. Well, I'm
4: glad you asked because um, while he was on board the space station, like every space astronaut, they have to spend two hours a day working out. Mm with res- with uh, resistive weights strapped on a zero-gravity treadmill or riding on an exercise bike. Two hours. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. It will take six months of physical rehab to regain your land legs. Six months. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes.
3: And what about eating?
4: Well, he's, I don't know what eating's like, but he did say when asked what he's looking forward to, that he would be making a cup of coffee for his wife and himself, then sitting in bed and talking to her while they're reading or catching up on the news. Mm. And then they said, what did you, what specific things are you looking forward to? And he said, a relaxed Saturday morning and guacamole and chips.
3: Oh, yeah. Who doesn't look forward to that?
4: I look forward to it now. And it's, I've like, I've never been on the space station. And
3: I love gravity. So no kids, I wonder. You know, Doesn't what?
4: say anything about kids. Huh. Number four. Ben Roethlisberger dropped the puck for a ceremonial face-off last night between the Pens and the Rangers mm. at PPG Paint. Uh, did you see the video of all the Pens came out during warm-ups wearing number nine Roethlisberger sweaters? No, seven or what? I say nine? He said nine. nine. I've I've done that his whole career. Why? I always say that he's number nine. Number nine. Mm-hmm. So I just said it again one last time. It's fitting. Anyway, you didn't see that that they all came out wearing number seven. No, Ro- did not. Was very cool, and he was surprised. He didn't know that that was going to happen, and cool. so. It was- Anyway, that's your top four. At 4. Now, it didn't help the Pens to beat the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I heard you. That was really frustrating. Christy wasn't that frustrating. Oh,
7: I really thought they were going to do So it did again. I at
4: the very end. Yeah. I I thought it's
3: I heard they pulled the goalie with 2 minutes left.
4: And they uh New York missed the open net like 3 times. Yeah. Oh, good. So I this... thought I thought this it's fate. Yeah. They've missed the open net 3 times and the Pens are going to put it in and it's going to Nope.
3: The 3-2 was the loss. Didn't happen. When's the Stanley Cup uh, get underway?
4: It's usually May. A couple weeks. Oh, you mean the playoffs? Playoffs. Oh. Yeah, maybe three weeks. Okay. That's just a guess, though.
3: All right, let's go, Pens. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we do come back and reconvene, Psalm 46 will be the focus of our attention. You're listening to Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It is The Ride Home here on Word FM.
2: Some people hope that a book or seminar by a fresh new philosopher will help them grow spiritually. But it's only when you turn to Christ that you will find genuine spiritual blessings. The question is, how do you access those blessings? John MacArthur helps you find out in his study called Complete in Christ, here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD.
7: They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are a rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300.
1: When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at edenchristianacademy.org.
4: He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow, shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress.
3: That is Psalm 46 in its entirety. Pastor Josh Brown is back with us. Josh Brown is the pastor, senior pastor, Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood. Josh, welcome back. How are things?
9: John, Kathy, thanks for having me once again. I'm doing pretty well.
3: Very good. Always a pleasure, Josh. So Psalm 46 of course, uh, the most famous line in that, right? Uh, Be still and know that I am God. We, we sort of blow by that often.
9: Uh, we do sometimes. I think we blow by the context of the line. It's a it's a well known line. Um, I learned it. I'm not even sure at some point, pretty early, growing up in the church. You, you know, you see it on coffee mugs and. Uh, posters and and day planners and all kinds of things and it's a wonderful reminder uh, i think though that sometimes we miss again the the actual context of the psalm in which the it, in which it it's written um, what i mean by that is that i know that i have at times heard it presented as maybe a kind of like a, a gentle reminder to do your morning devotions um, mm. you know kind of a this, this this invitation to just hey just take a moment out of your busy day and reflect upon God. And and that is a good reminder. It's a good and a fine reminder. I'm, I'm not uh, trying to say that, that those things are not good, but there's a much more powerful context in that psalm when God speaks and says that.
5: Mm.
4: So the situation um, that the psalmist is talking about is a catastrophe. Um, the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Um, so, you know, it's describing something that we can't imagine. I know that there have been several times in my life that I specifically remember praying this psalm because that's how I felt. Um, that just, you know, unbelievable calamity. Um, so it's not um, as if the be still and know that I am God is, like, putting it on a coffee mug does seem kind of silly.
9: Yeah. And, and I say that with, uh, you know, I realize there's probably some people who get a little upset because you know, <laughs> they, they just like their mugs. Right. sit on their desk right now. And nice. So again, respect. I'm not trying... Yeah, right. I, I'm not trying to slight that in, in any way, but Kathy, you're right in, in pointing that out. In fact, the the whole the first uh, verses, all, all nine verses right before that, there is the psalmist saying the, saying the entire world seems to be coming unglued right now. Everything is unraveling around me, is what he's saying there. And, and there's some real parallelism, in fact. I think it shows up a little bit more uh, clearly when you, if you can look at it in the Hebrew, but in verses 3, for example, in verse 6, the language the words used are very much the same. On one hand, he's saying the, the waters are roaring and surging and the mountains are trembling, and then it later says the nations are raging and the kingdoms are tottering. And On one hand, he's saying the very created world itself, as well as all of the worlds that we have created, everything is kind of toppling and falling over. Nations and kingdoms are at war with one another. Uh, the very mountains seem to be falling into the heart of the sea. It, it's it's a sense of like everything is coming undone right now, um, and in the midst of that, then it says God speaks, and God says, "Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth." So that's really a divine command. I mean, this is God speaking with sovereignty into the midst of all of this chaos, and just it, it, I think it's. I mean, I don't think it's inappropriate to translate it something more like, knock it off. Mm -hmm. Stop. Uh, I am the one who will be exalted in the nations. I am the one who will be exalted in the earth. I mean, it's really just, it's such an authoritative command that God is is speaking into this in a way that only God can. Um, I mean, half the time when things are little bit loud and noisy all around me. Half the time, I can't even get my dog to stop barking if I, you know, <laughs> yell out or something. And right. then here, here, here. The point is saying that you know, when God speaks, everything does stop. When God speaks, it says that the, you know, the, uh, uh, it says that the He utters His voice and the earth melts—a way of kind of saying God speaks and creation itself responds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's just a power to that verse that I think we don't always see in its fullness.
3: That's good. And despite all the chaos in Psalm 46, Josh, there's an odd sense of peace after it's all said and done because, I mean, the words written thousands of years ago, if the if the world was like that thousands of years ago and we try to ascribe the chaos of today's world, the two are the bookends and God in the middle. So uh, no matter where the world is or no matter what time of the year or time of uh, eternity, God is still going to be there for for us.
9: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, on one hand, I think it is speaking to the fact that God is sovereign at every point and every time. Uh, I think, at the other hand, it is pointing ahead to the fact that there will be a day when God speaks with finality to those things. Uh, when we speak of Jesus coming again to judge the living and the dead and to usher in the fullness of the new creation. So there is a way in which God is. Certainly sovereign and active now over all these things, and yet our ultimate hope is to that time when there will be that decisive word of peace, be still, and know that I am God. And incidentally, uh, it's no accident that in it's in you know the Gospels when Jesus is out on the sea, and it says that the waves are raging, the waters are roaring and foaming, very much like verse 3. remember what Jesus says, right? He gets up and he says, Peace, be still. Mm -hmm. That's no accident. Um, I think there's a direct allusion to verse 46 there. That was a way of Jesus saying, I am doing the things that only God can do, uh, speaking peace and stillness into the chaos. So that's just another little way that Jesus shows us who he is.
4: The Reverend Josh Brown with us from Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland section of Pittsburgh. Um, Josh, before you came on, we were talking about these uh, numbers that Really defy imagination that um, over four million people um, have fled Ukraine, and um, there are—I can't even get my head around this even more. Twelve million people, because of the war, are trapped in areas affected by the war and unable to leave. And so um, you think about the the you know unbelievable life circumstance they're in. It is hard to think about that it would be hard to be in that circumstance and also recognize the fact that god is still in control in a space that seems so completely out of control um so talk a little bit uh about that about uh, i don't know about god being outside of time about the kingdom being already announced by jesus but not yet in its fullness uh, i mean how, how can we reconcile yeah. those things
9: yeah those those are, the big, those are the big questions and those are the, the kind of pressure points when you're trying to think through some of this stuff uh, because on one hand I think you can uh, e- even some of the ideas I was suggesting here of saying well we know that ultimately God will speak this word of final and decisive peace into the chaos you can hear that and sometimes it can lead us to some kind of escapism where we just say well you know what then I'm just going to close my eyes and plug my ears up to what's going on around me because uh, I can't do anything about it anyway and just, I'm just going to, you know, wait till God does. And I don't think that's the response. Uh, I mean, we are called to be uh, caring for those who are in need, to weep with those who weep, to be um, providing whatever help we can to those who are suffering, certainly. Uh, but we do, so, we do so not thinking that the success of the project rests upon our shoulders um, mm-hmm. and also knowing that there will be a day when it is all set to right. So there's, there's a little bit, there's a tension there for sure um you we are to be uh, doing the things that God has called us to do to love our neighbors in all the ways God has called us to um, while looking ahead and understanding that God is ultimately the one who is going to set everything to right and address all the wrongs and wickedness and atrocity of this world uh, but that doesn't mean that we just adopt an escapist attitude in the present does that make sense? yeah
3: it makes a lot of sense I mean, to hear it is one thing, to practice it is another, yeah. isn't it?
9: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, exactly. And and so certainly, if whether whether you personally or I personally are experiencing some kind of great suffering or sorrow in our life or whether we're just reminded of the sorrow and suffering that our brothers and sisters are facing in different places, I mean, I think the call is twofold. The call is, on one hand, to see if there are ways in which we can care for those who are in need, um, but also to remember for ourselves and even to point others to the fact that there is this hope in store that there will come a day when God into the midst of the raging of this world says be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted in this world uh, and to know that that will happen so we do look ahead to that and we bear witness to that in the ways that we're able to now
10: yeah
4: what about the comfort Of the scriptural stories, Josh, about um, the people who believed in, I was thinking, as you were talking about Abraham, who, you know, received the promise from God, but of course didn't see it fulfilled, um, but believed God. And... the scriptures say it was credited to him as righteousness. So he he didn't see the fruit of it, but when God said it, he believed it, and that was the essence of his heart, is that he, he really did, in in his deepest being, believe that God would do what he said he would do. And so yeah. to me, that's, that. I don't know. And I mean, look how many other s- stories you can think of in the scriptures that talk about people who didn't, I mean, Hebrews 11 talks about all the people yeah. who didn't yeah. see the fulfillment of what they said that they believed.
9: Exactly. Yeah, we've talked, I know, uh, some other times I've been on with you here about this biblical idea of lament then, where lamenting, as you see in, in the Psalms, um Psalm forty six is not really a psalm of lament. It has some aspects in the beginning I like that, but of that idea of naming what we see around us for what it is and, and saying that there are times when things are bad and difficult and hard. Um, but also, in lament is, is it's a kind of a praise in a minor key, because it doesn't just stop there. It's not just a cry of despair out into the void, but it, it makes that turn also of saying, and yet I know what God has promised, and I know that God will make good on his word. And because God has promised these things, and God will make good on his word, I can, I can rest in that, even if it's not something that I see in its fullness right now, um, but again, that's a difficult place to be. I mean, that, that posture of faith is not not one that just comes very easily to us, especially in all of the hard times. So it, there's a very uh, deliberate, there's a place where uh, we are called to remember very intentionally what it is that God has said he will do, what God has already done in Jesus, and then to look for what God will yet still do in Jesus.
3: Amen. Hey Josh, uh, take a minute, talk to us about um the the geographical placement of Belfield Presbyterian Church. I mean, I know where you are you 're right across the street from the uh, the t- University of Pittsburgh dormitories the towers you 're uh, literally a stone's throw away from u p m c from you know all the medical facilities, the hospitals so the idea of God uh, to be still among college campuses with all that 's going on right now you know uh in this world, and of course, people hurting and broken uh, broken in the midst of the hospital's corridor, you must see a lot of different stories walk through the door.
9: There are, and this is true anywhere, you're right, but certainly any kind of a city setting, people tend to flow through uh, a little more, maybe rapidly in some ways, or in greater some greater volumes, and in a university and medical setting, that's definitely the case as well. Um, so one of the things that i've even just been taught i feel like i've been talking about this with with folks around here in a handful of settings recently um, there's that great reminder in peter in first peter 3:15 and 16 where he says first you know first thing to do is he says set apart honor christ as lord in your own hearts so that's the first thing we need to just make sure we know who jesus is and what he's done for us and then he says to always be ready to, uh, to make a defense and, and give account for the hope that you have and I think that sometimes we're not sure where to begin when we try to talk about some of these things, but his reminder to, to literally know why you have hope uh, is an important thing. And, and hope, biblically, is that expectation that God's going to make good on his word. So I think that's where it begins, John, when you're meeting people who are going through difficult seasons of life or facing illnesses or even just going through the pressures of undergraduate and graduate programs to say, look, there is a reason that we can... Uh, place this trust in the God who has spoken, because that God who has spoken has also acted, and that God who has promised is the God who fulfills those things, and that that's hope, biblically. Uh, and, and, and let's talk about what that means and what the content of that is. So, um, yeah, that's applicable to anybody, <laughs> certainly to those <laughs> who are going through difficult times.
3: I'm into that. Josh Brown, Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood in the city of Pittsburgh. Josh, uh, just uh, give yourself a plug. um, uh, Worship services Sunday, Saturday. Tell us the details.
9: Yeah, uh, well, we don't have any on Saturday, uh, but we have three on Sunday. We have an 8.30 uh, and 11 o'clock in the morning and then a 5 o'clock in the evening service. Um, Our 11 o'clock one is live streamed. There's a lot more information that can be found on our website. Um, But we, in addition to the Sunday worship services, uh, try to engage in the community in in some different ways that we can uh, to just be this place where we can point to the God who has said that, that he will. Uh, he has spoken, that he will speak, uh, and that when he does so, it is a word that is a definitive word uh, in the midst of all of the
3: uncertainty that we see. I'm into that. Pastor, always a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by. My pleasure. Thanks once again. Thank you. Be still and know that I am God, Pastor Josh Brown from Belfield Presbyterian Church, teaching, commenting on that from Psalm 46. We'll take a quick break and talk next about Breakfast cereals. It's the ride home.
0: The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There are great people to work with. From the first phone call that I I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's one 800 936 Fifty-four ninety-six.
5: got questions cornerstone tv has answers for today's hot topics and your burning questions on faith family and more hope happens here
3: no prayer that has begun in heaven is ever rejected when it gets back
9: it, it yeah. sounds like i'm the only one that got it right up here
5: <laughs> um, well, anyway, hang out with our hard questions team thursdays 2 p.m and 9 p.m on cornerstone television network
1: train up a child in the way they should go well you know the rest It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at TrinityChristian.net. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease. Disease research and care for over fifty years. Learn
11: more about research, education, and support at Crohn's Colitis Foundation.
2: I knew teaching was my chosen profession. I called the office on the second day or
1: had a parent mad at me. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsberry. I walk in there and his dad jumps up and said, I heard you called my daughter stupid. Like, I would never call your daughter stupid. Seven PM, May twentieth at Impact Christian Church Moon Township. I asked her if she was stupid. <laughs> general admission just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. I know
8: there seems like there should be a second part to that joke, but that's where that one ends. That's where we go on.
1: At wordfm.com slash night out.
12: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com. The Word FM app, iHeart, in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh.
2: Winds will gust past 40 miles per hour tonight. It'll be mild with considerable cloudiness. We'll see a touch of late night rain. Those winds will be locally damaging. Expect a low of 59. For tomorrow, mostly cloudy, windy, and mild with a couple of showers of a thunderstorm. A high 70. Friday, winds will gradually subside. We'll see a couple of showers of rain or snow. It'll be much colder than recent days. We'll reach a high of 44. With your Backy Weather
3: Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Pick spring. Fake Spring Forecast here on Word FM.
4: <laughs> I was thinking about a snack last night because I've already confessed this, and I'm just going to be honest about who I am, that I'm pretty disciplined about what I eat all day. Mm-hmm. And then after around 7.45, oh my gosh. Like, the floodgates open, man. Right. It's just yeah. crazy town. At that
3: point, a piece of plywood right. starts to, oh, <laughs> exactly. I, I get, If I put some yep. sugar on that, that'd yep. be a... Uh-huh. What is that?
4: I don't know, but it's... You're good all day long. Oh, I don't need that. It falls apart. Right. It falls apart.
3: Like seriously, there are many times I'm like contemplating my keys in my hand. I'm ready to drive somewhere. To get something. Like a donut. Sure. It's 11 o'clock. I need some some donuts. I
4: could certainly use a donut. A bag of donuts. Right. It's sick, isn't it? All right. So breakfast cereal can be a temptation for a lot of people at that time of night. In addition to like some people eat it first thing in the morning.
3: Like Jerry Seinfeld.
4: Here, Exactly. Here's my question. Right now, if eat both of you, mm-hmm. John, Christy, any breakfast cereal with whatever you want on it, what's it going to be? Christy, I'm going to start with you. So I don't put anything on my cereal. What do you mean? Nothing. Nothing. I just pull a,
13: pour a big bowl of cereal, put some milk in it, and I always go with Lucky Charms. Do you Lucky really? Charms. Lucky Charms.
3: Okay. You still? like Even right oh, yeah. now?
4: Really? Yeah. Okay.
3: John. Well, I I don't eat breakfast cereal. Right. Uh but every once in a while you do though. Very, okay, what if you, very, what if you had to have it now? right now if someone said like you're saying, I would have a big bowl of frosted flakes. Oh, okay. And they have to be real frosted flakes. Like my mom would like buy like fake frosted flakes. Yeah, that's and not. You know, mom, right. Real frosted flakes mm-hmm. with a semi-green banana, oh, and strawberries. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Boom! Give me that's that.
4: A great idea. The frosted flakes oh. are my favorite.
3: Oh, that's
4: that's fine. That's I'm not bonus. trying to denigrate your choice because you.
3: you you're, I mean, and,
4: and you're going to both dem- denigrate my choice when I tell you. You even could, special cake. I'm no. I'm having, Dan and vanilla yogurt, oh. okay, with grape nuts oh. and fresh blueberries okay. at the height of summer. Okay. Okay, you mix all that together. You mm-hmm. let it sit for five, mm-hmm. so that the grape nuts are softer. Mm-hmm. It's the most delicious taste treat in the world. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. If you like gravel, no,
4: I'm serious. Because, but once it's in the yogurt, it's not gravel anymore. It, it gets soft. Up. It's very. It's so good. I'd try it. It's so good,
3: but it's just plain yogurt. No, vanilla, it's, not, oh, it's vanilla. vanilla.
4: Okay. no, it's it's loaded with sugar, John. Right, right. Loaded with sugar. Like, but how about? So like, I'm not going for any sugar in the cereal, but believe everything me, else around it. Oh yeah,
3: big time. What about like a bowl of tricks? I don't like
4: that. I me like does tricks. No, yeah. I never have
3: tricks. Not interested in that. What about a bowl of pop? Uh, sugar pops.
4: Okay, mm-hmm. maybe.
3: How about sugar crisp? Can no, you get no that sugar. gets stuck in oh, my that's teeth. That's good stuff.
4: I don't really like that.
3: Really? Okay, let me Captain tell you. Crunch.
4: I'll not, do Captain Crunch. Me too. Come on, I'm not into that. I'm doing the Captain. I don't, Crunch. The what the peanut boy? butter or the regular? Regular. Either. Okay.
3: How about uh, cocoa cocoa oh. puffs?
4: Yeah, or Cocoa Crisps.
3: Yeah, Cocoa Crisps. What about that? That's good. How can that be? I mean, you giving that to your kid first thing? Oh
4: my the... gosh! You know, Golden Grams. That's
3: like Cocoa Pops. I love a Golden Gram. Yeah, I like a oh, Golden Gram. Those golden Grams. Yeah. Oh, those golden... How, how about uh, the aforementioned Special K? Remember like that whole special
4: thing? Special K with strawberries? The new, that's like, pretty good. It's like maybe five years old, maybe. Where they freeze dried? Yes. All, like on top of that, they're delicious.
3: Mm. See, the, the logo is like so 60s. It is. Like pinch an inch? What, are you kidding me? Right. Who's pinching an inch? If you're pinching an inch, you're like, you exactly. don't need anything.
4: You don't need to be worried about what pinch breakfast is are doing. All right, speaking of how much uh, sugar is in cereal, oh. I did a little investigation today, oh. and I have the top mm, 10 kill. most sugared Cereals.
3: Top 10. Top
4: 10. Okay, give it to Or the bottom 10 if you're concerned about sugar. But okay. Okay, You're going to go from
3: 10 to 1? Yes. Number 10. Least least top top sugar to most top sugar. Least is an air quotes. Right, exactly.
4: Okay. Cocoa Krispies is number 10. It's 39% sugar. (laughs) Eat up, kids. Okay. Number 9 is Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. which is like an apple jack
3: yeah 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 yeah. okay Mm
4: -hmm. uh that's um 40 percent sugar oh my gosh wow okay then you have the corn pops Mm, i like those which i think are delicious but they are tied with fruit loops lucky charms already mentioned Mm. and reese's puffs which seems like too much that seems like a lot for for a cereal Uh,
3: yeah first thing in the morning
4: 41 Mm percent sugar Then we have number seven is uh, Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries. Yes. Uh
10: Okay.
4: I don't think I may have never had Crunch Berries. Oh, really?
3: It's kind of like the special case strawberry thing. So it's a little tart thing mixed in there. Add on at
4: forty-two percent sugar. Mm -hmm. Then we have number six is Applejack's S'mores.
14: S'mores.
3: That's
7: uh, that sounds
14: intriguing. That's
3: (laughs) forty-three (laughs) percent. Is Christy a giant eagle? (laughs) That's intriguing. You
7: might catch me
4: there on the way home at the Market District in Robinson. Okay. Intriguing. <laughs> That's, That's only got cereal. 43% sugar. Then at number five, we have a tie again. Mm. We have Captain Crunch. Mm. We have Cocoa Puffs. Mm. Count Chocula, which yeah. we did not bring up. And Quaker Oats O's, mm. I don't know which I've are. never had, yeah. which are 44% sugar, Count all of them. Chonagula. Number four is... Quaker Oats Captain Crunch oops all berries. Mm-hmm. Which is like without the Captain Crunch, it's just the berries. Yep. Forty seven percent. Kellogg's Fruit Loops Marshmallow comes in number three at forty eight percent. Number two, Golden Crisp by Post. Uh-huh. Fifty two percent. And the number one most sugared cereal, mm-hmm. in case you're keeping track at home, it is Kellogg's Honey Smacks. Which has the frog.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, sure, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
4: Fifty. Six percent mm. sugar. That's a four percent increase over to the number two winner, Post Golden Crisp. Right. The Frog gets the job done. That's fifteen grams of sugar per serving. Wow! It's been served up in America's grocery stores, John, since nineteen fifty-three. Mm-hmm.
3: So I wonder if that's your job. Like you know, you hear like you know, like the tech giants go, "I'll never let my kids have an iPhone." What if you were like with that cereal guy and like you know, you go. I I know this cereal. Yeah. You can never eat this cereal.
4: Right. I'm but, never letting my kids have Honey Smacks. Right.
3: I don't know. All right. Well, I Do like to like have a bowl. Honey smack? Yeah, I'm happy to I have could. a bowl. Yeah. I mean, now and again, right? I like to have like the little variety pack thing. I'd love the variety pack. Right, Wait. You know what? We
4: did, what about Frosted Mini Wheats?
3: Oh, I like a Frosted Mini Wheat oh, you don't like Christy doesn't like this. Mm-hmm.
12: WORD
3: Some people hope
2: that a book or seminar by a fresh new philosopher will help them grow spiritually. But it's only when you turn to Christ that you will find genuine spiritual blessings. The question is, how do you access those blessings? John MacArthur helps you find out in his study called Complete in Christ, here on Grace To You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD
10: Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Spring House? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. Mmm, how about springhouse scalloped potatoes and homemade applesauce to go without ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84 Pennsylvania.
13: Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, we've got a big ol' announcement. The biggest of big. Extra, extra read-all about a big. Grab a seat. Pull up a chair. Cue the music. Welcome in the dancers. That might be pushing it. Eh, I didn't write this stuff. Okay, here's the big announcement. Any Word FM listener who uses United Faith Mortgage when purchasing a new home, we will pay $1,000 of your closing costs. Booya! No gimmicks, no extra costs, just a healthy amount of niceness. Here's Uncle Ryan to wrap it up.
11: The announcement is true. In reality, we believe that home purchases are going to pick back up this year, and we want to excite you to use us. We're a family mortgage team committed to this station, and we want to go the extra mile.
12: We. Our United Faith Faith
0: Mortgage. Mortgage. United
2: Mortgage Court Melville, New York, MLS number thirteen thirty, Department of Banking Mortgage Lender License number two two six seven two.
1: We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2. Breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com.
3: A couple weeks ago, I took a, a road trip. What's yourself? Sorry,
4: I'm dropping things.
3: <laughs> I took a road trip from uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota, to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, lovely state, South Dakota.
4: Never been to South Dakota. Lovely. i never have
3: North Dakota as well.
4: You've been there for enough for both of us. I have.
3: Now, as I was driving uh, out of South Dakota, I happened upon. I thought, oh, look! The, there's a there's a bald eagle. There's a, there's an eagle flying in the sky. So I pulled over so I could look at the eagle for a second. I was on an interstate, and I'm standing there watching this gorgeous bird. And then I he lands in a tree where I realize I start counting all the bald eagles. There were eight bald eagles. I mean,
4: that's incredible.
3: It is incredible. That is South Dakota to me. I mean, it's flat. The vistas go on forever. Sparsely populated. Just a really hidden gem in all the states. When you think of, like, what states get all the attention, what would you say? California. Yeah. Texas, Florida, Mm -hmm. New York. I would say, yeah, that's a very fair assessment, right? But if you've traveled, you know, I mean, the states offer some unique, incredible amount of beauty. Uh, I saw an article about the best underrated states to visit. Mm, all right. Oddly enough, one of the first states mentioned is South Dakota because of what I described. Mm-hmm. The incredible charm. I mean, the buffalo, the, the wildlife, the wide open, sp- sparse Badlands National Park, all that and mm-hmm. more. But there are so many states close to is us. Is Yellowstone
4: in South Dakota?
3: Uh, no, it's not. Um, ha- have you been to Maryland. Did yes. You spent any time in Maryland?
4: Yes, because I go to Deep Creek every year.
3: Oh, you know how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. You did a crab cake.
4: Um, I did a crab cake last time I was there, and and it was delish.
3: Mm-hmm. How about West Virginia? I mean, there it is. I like,
4: drive through West Virginia a lot.
3: You never spent any time there?
4: Not. I mean, I've I've spent an, a few overnights there. So gorgeous. But,
3: mm-hmm. spent a summer in West Virginia once. Oh yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Rhode okay. Island.
4: Uh, I was in, I had like two feet in Rhode Island when I was in Connecticut. You know, I just kind of stepped over the line.
3: All those little tiny states. Yeah. Like Rhode Island is known, I did not know this, as the ocean state. But Maryland mm. is a the sailing capital of the United States. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The eastern seashore, right? Um, how about Wisconsin? I drove through Wisconsin. No, that's not Never
4: fair. been to Wisconsin.
3: Our the good, cheese state. Our friend Ken. Is it the
4: cheese state? It is. Is it really? Is well, that... I, you know you think of my head it is.
3: Because you think about who? The Packers. Right, cheeseheads. Cheeseheads, right? Right. Our friend Ken is from mm-hmm. Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. Um Lambeau Field, of course. How about Utah? I've been to Utah. Gorgeous.
4: Oh my gosh, it is spectacular. Mm-hmm. But I've only been to Utah I've been to the Salt Lake City airport a lot. Sitting there looking outside. It's a very beautiful airport to take off. If the weather's clear, it's spectacular. That's all I know about Utah.
3: We've got a friend who her goal was to visit all 50 states by the time she turned 40, which she did achieve the goal. Mm -hmm. Now, I would not say that visiting an airport is visiting the state. Yeah, it is. That doesn't seem right.
4: You're in the state. That's what it is. That's what it is. Well, you're walking in.
3: No, I think that's a fail. Well,
4: I'm not claiming I know Utah. I'm saying I've been at the airport and it's very beautiful. But I don't you, know if the airport's beautiful, but looking out the vista is <laughs> yeah.
3: really beautiful. I mean, I you know, you can't. But say so I can't say I've been to Utah. I, no, no, no.
4: I can't say that. Like if you're if you're doing fifty and fifty, doesn't mean you're going. Mm-hmm. What you think? Our friend Megan went and spent four days in every state. I'm not saying she has. No, to spend she four walked days. across the border and cl- clicked it off that's her list.
3: Pretty low bar. I
4: it, think that's the bar.
3: Really, I mean, I've been yeah. in a lot of airports. So it's an airport.
4: You're in the state.
3: But you're not really in the state. You're like in the mall. It's the same thing. Well,
4: the, I mean, it this is this is an argument leading to nowhere.
3: Does that make it, Chrissy, Chime in.
13: If you're in the airport, you're not in the state. Get Thank out you. of here. God Don't bless take his you. Side. Thank you. Do it's true. You have it. to She's, go and explore. At, well, at least have to drive around. I would love around. to explore
4: Utah. I would love to explore Utah. Like, I didn't have an opportunity. If
3: you're at a dinner party and someone says,
4: "Have you been to Utah?" I would say I've been to the I've been to Salt Lake City Airport.
3: They would say no, that's not you haven't been to Utah. I think that's only fair. We
4: started this segment, and I'm talking about all the places. I think it's only fair,
3: right? Um, How about Jersey? You've been to spend a lot of time in Jersey. I was going to say, isn't Jersey weird? Yeah, Jersey's very weird. Jersey's weird because it's beautiful.
4: The little towns are beautiful, but it's also a toxic waste dump. Jersey Seashore, all the little towns going from north to south. I mean, not every one of them is beautiful, but the ones that are are so sweet. Yeah, lovely. I love them. Driving around it, it is a crazy state, crazy. and you did mention the toxic waste.
3: Oh my gosh!
4: The driving is outrageous. It,
3: it is. I mean, Nevada. Have you been to Nevada?
4: Yeah, I've been to Tahoe, Lake Tahoe. The I airport. Spent a week there. Okay. No, I spent a week. There. <laughs> not at the airport. I would have been a long delay.
3: Because I mean, I I would like to go, like fly into Vegas, and. That's a crazy place. But then rent mm-hmm. a car and then drive out. If you into the Lake
4: Tahoe is spectacular. Yeah, I like to do that. Oh my gosh, is it beautiful?
3: Okay, best state you've ever visited? California. Uh huh. Yeah, Christy?
4: Has to be California. Yeah, because so it's so beautiful. Incredible. Right? So beautiful. I loved Maine too. And the oh, fact that Maine, we the I've fact that we live in a country that has the California on one end and Maine on the other,
3: from sea to shining we sea, we are
4: so fortunate. Yeah. It's just uh, incredible vistas in both
3: places. Wait, no, I'm not like one to go. Oh, like you know, or, oh, no, I hesitate to say this. Like you know, uh, reincarnation. Uh, no, wait. That's that's why I said I had. But I'm telling you, when I was in Maine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I've been here. I yeah, felt like in my bones, like I know that. Which I I never I don't believe that for a second.
4: No, but maybe.
3: Come on. Okay, listen. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, here we go. Right. I've opened up a, a Pandora's box. Listen. It's reincarnation on the ride home.
4: In the new heavens and the new earth. Oh. <laughs> okay. Seriously, I'm being, I, I, I mean, I'm, this is lighthearted, but I'm being serious. Yeah. Okay. In the new heavens and the new earth, that is a promise that God has made, yeah. that God is going to, is going to reform things, right? And we also know that God is outside of time, right? 100%. Right. So God is fully present in the yes. first century, he's fully present in ancient the laws times. Of time he's is... fully present now. Right. Okay. When we become like him,
3: we transcend that.
4: Well, maybe. I just it's it's something that I wonder about. I wonder. So maybe in maybe that was like a little bit of a
3: preview. Yeah. Coming attractions. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. Okay. Um top state you want to visit?
4: Oh, good question. Top state I want to visit. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it have to be a state I've never visited? No. Okay. Top state. I'd love to go back to Michigan again, to the Upper Peninsula, to Mackinac Island. That's a place I've never been.
3: I I thought, so you spent summers there.
4: Every summer from, yeah, for about eight or nine years.
3: What is it called? I was in Holland, Michigan. uh, Six, what, what is it called? Like the... Six weeks is best weeks, or oh,
4: summer's best. Summer's but, best, but that that wasn't oh, what wasn't, I did. Okay. No, huh? I did CSSM, which is okay. Children's Sand and Surf Mission. Oh, I
3: yeah. want to go to Texas. Okay, I've never been to Texas. Oh, you've never so, been to Texas well, in the airport. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> so well,
4: I've that I, okay. We've learned that that doesn't count. It does
3: not count. No, I've been to Dallas Airport. Te- you know. Okay, but I want to go like to the beaches. I want to drive.
4: Yeah, that'd be fun. I've never been to a Texas no. beach.
3: I want to go to New Mexico.
4: I've spent uh, a. A significant, not a significant, but I've been in Houston several times. Hmm. It's very ugly.
3: You have cowboy boots. Very no. You have cowboy boots. Do you own a pair of cowboy boots? I don't own a pair. Of Christy, no. No, you no, know no. where you need to go?
4: Hmm. Nashville.
3: Oh, oh I love Nashville. Our friend Mark Collins. Yeah,
4: that's you have to go. I mean, you're right. About you that. have to go.
3: All right, yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we're just kind of curious about you know those st- what a country we live in. Wouldn't it be Tremendous. great to take a road trip? Just yes. take a road trip. The three of us. Get in the car. We'll trade
4: off. I'll take a nap while you drive.
3: That'd be fine. What, what car are we driving?
4: Well, maybe yours.
14: Okay, fine. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam. He was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shocks and steroids into your dog all the time.
13: D-I-N-O. V-I-T-E
14: dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing I
6: You
12: probably wouldn't leave thousands of dollars on the table at a diner. Why leave thousands on the table with your tax return? Jackson Hewitt will help make sure you don't. This year, there are thousands of dollars worth of new tax credits. Your Jackson Hewitt Tax Pro will help you track down every last one. So you get your biggest refund guaranteed. Don't leave thousands on the table this year discover thousands of dollars in tax credits instead.
14: Check, please.
12: Learn more at JacksonHewitt.com
14: Spring means new beginnings and growth, so let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media Strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do, so let's grow together.
1: Visit wordfm.com today. What have you had breakfast cereal in your favorite state?
4: That would be terrific. Yeah. Then you'd have to go see your doctor, <laughs> right. which brings us to National Doctors' Day, which is today.
3: <laughs> National Doctors' Day, yes, it is. So Love a doctor. Today. Oh, my gosh. Listen, oh
4: my in the era of what my husband calls Facebook medicine, which mm-hmm. is I have a pain and I'm going to put it out on Facebook and then all the people who act like experts are going to tell me what to do with it.
3: Right, I'm doing my research.
4: The, uh, the intellectual space that the doctor lives in, I think, has been shrunken because people think that, oh, well, I'll just go to my... WebMD. Right. Or I'll just go to a chiropractor. I'll just go to my guy who has essential oils. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's not the same. I was a recruiter for uh, Pitt School of Medicine for a long time. Mm -hmm. And if you've never known a doctor, I just have to assure you of how incredibly difficult it is to make it through medical school. And the amount, the volume, the intensity of the study is so extreme that next time you go see your doctor, just think about that. And look her or him in the eye and just realize that they have done an incredible Hmm. thing by becoming a physician. You got that right. And they didn't do it just to get rich, though, if they get rich, good for them, because what they had to go through to get to that point is enormous. And what they're going through now with COVID, with health insurance, with the skyrocketing craziness of people, nurses leaving and people being um, angry and upset, all I'm saying is thank your doctor.
3: How about when you go see a doctor and you're in pain and then he prescribes treatment and then the follow-up, you go and you go, I'm out of pain. And you see that doctor, he or she, and you go,
4: I I love you so much. Exactly. I
3: love you. You're my favorite person in the universe right now. Exactly. Thank you.
4: I want to mention Dr. Ray Gallen, who has been my doctor for a long time. He took really good care of my mom and dad Mm. when they were sick. And I love him. I really appreciate him. So.
3: Loving and talking. Thank you, Ray. I'm into that.
4: All right, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, does this make sense? What does uh, make sense? Also, can we resuscitate civil discourse?
3: Does that make sense? <laughs> it's next, 5 o'clock hour.
12: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, in and on Odyssey, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
0: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in
8: Washington. The Biden administration has launched a new website to help Americans navigate the pandemic. Here's
0: White House correspondent Greg
8: Cluxton. The president announced the rollout of the COVID.gov website.
0: A one-stop shop where anyone in America can find what they need to navigate the
15: virus.
8: Tools such as COVID-19 tests, vaccines, and updates on infection rates around the country. He also urged Congress to pass additional funding for vaccines and treatments. After his remarks, the president received his second COVID booster shot.
0: Didn't hurt a bit.
8: Greg Clugston, Washington.
3: Officials say a member of the 3rd Infantry Division's Combat Aviation Brigade was killed in an accident
2: this morning. It happened at Wright Army Airfield in Georgia. Division spokesperson Lieutenant Colonel Lindsey Elder says the accident involved two UH UH-60 Blackhawk helicopters.
3: This is SRN News. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99 now, just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towel. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com promo code is WORD.
5: It's a very common fear to have a fear of the dentist.
1: There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row.
5: I feel particularly drawn to making sure that all patients are at ease. That extra gentle touch, the extra nudge to tell them it's okay, we'll get through this together.
1: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Creation Fest. Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirleysburn PA, featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys. Dante Bo, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com creation. McQueen Building Company. At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry where warriors are made at ourpcs.org. Winds will gust
2: past 40 miles per hour tonight. It'll be mild with considerable cloudiness. We'll see a touch of late-night rain. Those winds will be locally damaging. Expect a low of 59. For tomorrow, mostly cloudy, windy, and mild with a couple of showers of a thunderstorm. A high 70. Friday, winds will gradually subside. We'll see a couple of showers of rain or snow. It'll be much colder than recent days. We'll reach a high of 44. With your Backy Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
15: Welcome to another edition
0: of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. This is radio, but
3: we also have uh, video. You can see us on, we've got a new setup here, where we're looking a little different, right? Mm-hmm. It's not quite a fish eye, but Christy, wh- wh- how would you describe this?
13: A fish eye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would. So, what? So there you go.
3: Okay. Maybe it's a small fisheye. Yeah. A it's little not fish. Like
13: it's semi-distorted, but not fully fisheye distorted. Right.
3: Kath is more distorted than I am. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> right? She's closer to the edge of the fisheye. Mm-hmm.
14: It might not stay this way, so okay. if you want to see it.
3: Now's the time. Yes, right. it's,
14: it's evolving, even
3: Check as we speak. the fisheye edition of the Ride Home. Mm-hmm. The pseudo-fisheye. Anyway, where are we? With the word Pittsburgh. Yeah, mm-hmm. the
4: word Pittsburgh. Find us
3: on YouTube. I think I know that by
4: Yeah, you'd think since you work here. <laughs> This day in history, John. Um I remember where I was. One of those moments where really? I yeah.
3: You know where you were.
4: Yeah, when uh John Hinckley shot Ronald Reagan. Yeah. I was on the bus.
3: School bus. Yeah. You were in what When grade? I heard
4: about it, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. It happened around lunchtime, I think. Yeah,
3: I don't anyway, know.
4: Anyway, I remember the first time we heard about it and the bus driver heard about it was on the bus. Mhm. What was grade that, were you? Oh. Uh,
3: like 6th. <laughs> so don't tell me. I was living fifth, in New, fifth, New York City, 5th yeah. grade. Yeah. I was in New York City uh, just coming out, I think, of a movie theater, like, you know, a matinee. Yeah. So sometime in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: So when you think back, so that was, um, so Kennedy was shot Reagan. in 63. Oh, yeah,
3: 63. And
4: Reagan was shot in 81.
3: Less than 20 years.
4: Right. And it is hard to believe, we talked about this before the um, show started, that Reagan was as. Open to the public as he was,
3: so Reagan walked from the Hilton Hotel where he had just delivered some sort of lunchtime speech, and from there, just a short distance, maybe five or six steps, he walked from the from the entrance of the hotel Mm -hmm. into a waiting limousine. And in that moment, how John Hinckley,
4: well, there was a crowd of people that was right around the door of the hotel.
3: I mean, that never, never, never would happen today, thank goodness. No. I mean, do you think that they would have learned from the Kennedy assassination to knock that parameter way back? So
4: it is interesting to think about how Mm -hmm. that didn't change as much as we thought it
3: did. Right. The heartbreak of all that, that whole story, is Jim Brady. Uh, James Brady was President Reagan's press secretary. And he was shot in the head mm-hmm. and grievously injured. God bless you. Now, James Brady didn't <coughs> die. Um, he didn't die until decades after the fact. But his death was considered a homicide. Right. Because, of course, he never recovered. Now, there were multiple people. I think a, a, a D.C. policeman was shot in the neck. A Secret Service agent was shot in the chest. And, of course, Reagan was shot as well. Probably of all the people who were shot, he was the least I- I injured. But we-
4: did still have to have surgery.
3: Yeah. The weird thing was that uh, John Hinckley, the assassin, the you know the um, he himself he was using a twenty two. okay, which of, of all guns would do the least amount of damage. I mean, today you would have you know an AK-47 or some you know right. a, some larger, but a twenty two, very slight. However, James Brady suffered those just debilitating, and so. Every time he would see Jim Brady, and you know his wife was a great advocate for for James for Jim Brady, and he he would not be shy about appearing in public mm-hmm. and trying you know to speak his way through the process right. to talk about gun you know gun laws and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, so Reagan showed his his wit. Did he not?
4: Yeah, he walked. He he said it was important for uh, America and for him to walk into the hospital, which he did. Bleeding. Right. And said, Nancy was waiting for him there. And he said, honey, I forgot to duck. And then when he was laying on the table before they took him into the OR, he said, I hope you're all Republicans. (laughs) (laughs) And the surgical staff said, we're not, but we are today. That's good. Which I think is a great response. Excellent.
3: Excellent. I mean, you know, today, under different, you can't imagine people rallying around like that. No, it'd be, no. It would be so partisan in the operating room. I hope not. It wouldn't. I mean, today's National Doctor Day. Right. A doctor's Hippocratic Oath would be to save the life of the patient in front of you, no matter who that is.
4: Sure. I want to recommend a book about the search for John Hinckley. Oh, really? Um, called Rawhide Down. We talked about it on the air years ago. Oh. It, was a, it is a fascinating book about the search for him. And it goes into the whole detail about that day and what it was like. It's by Del Quentin Wilbur. I remember this. And it's a, it, I just – I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, uh, Del Quinton wrote this as a – kind of like a thriller. It's a very exciting mm-hmm. story about um, how it all happened and what the implications were and how it kind of it all came to pass. So weirdly – Rawhide Down, the Near Assassination of Ronald Reagan is what it's called.
3: John Hinckley was trying to impress Jodie Foster. I mean, could you imagine that? Right. You're going to shoot the president of the United States to impress someone. Um, And then John Hinckley, he was never sentenced to a a, a prison.
4: Maximum security prison because of psychiatric concerns. Right.
3: So he was released, John Hinckley. He's a free man right now. He was released in 2016 to the care of his mother. I don't know, you know, what the state of John Hinckley's mother is or what, you know, what what he's doing right Mm -hmm. now. But can you imagine?
4: No. I can't imagine. I mean,
3: the, the American, that would have definitely, that would not have happened in today's day and age either. Right?
5: What, that he would have been released yeah, or he would have to a maximum security prison? Yeah.
3: He would be in prison and probably never released. But to think that he was put into a psychiatric hospital and then released decades later, I mean, that's shocking. Things have changed. Anyway, it's an odd anniversary. But, it um, is, and and to think about you know Reagan, I um my brother in law loved Reagan. I mean, he was a my brother in law was you know an, an amateur painter, and he painted a portrait of Reagan. And there was always <laughs> discussion about Ronald Reagan at family gatherings. We oh, I bet because
4: people <laughs> yeah really hated Reagan. Exactly, he
3: Just was a very much polarizing as people figure. Loved Reagan, right? You know, oh, Reagan's, Reagan's hanging on the wall. So we often comment on the artistry, not the politician. You know, that's family gatherings. That's a safer thing to it do. It was, you know, right. and, and be careful of the alcohol flow because who knows what's going to pop out. It's going to get much at worse. At family gatherings, yeah. All
4: right. If you are a member of a church and you've seen, I don't know, 20% of your friends or people that you worshiped with before not just kind of disappear during COVID and not come back, well, you're not alone. So we're going to have Benjamin Verbicek on next. 200 people left his church. They called them and figured out why.
0: 101.5 WORD. This week from Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll.
15: Do you really believe that you were free? You may say you are, but it's been my observation that most Christians are not. Most of us are more sensitive to what other people think and say than what God thinks and says. Study the book of
2: Colossians with us on Inside for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD.
14: Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had
10: paper stacked.
12: It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I
14: felt calmer.
2: As soon as we started using the Bamboo like onboarding checklist,
15: I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy.
14: Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service, like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus. On development to focus on team dynamics.
2: It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them.
14: Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR.
6: We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com/hr for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com/hr.
1: If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com.
15: Any supplier
1: can drop a box outside your door. But if you want a partner who delivers great customer service too, rely on Cintas. Your dedicated service reps can deliver what you need to help your business run smoothly. From essential cleaning products to hygienically cleaned apparel, fire protection services to first aid and safety supplies. That service you can't get from a box. Oh, I'm ready. Visit Sintas.com and get ready for the work day. I had somebody ask me the other day if this is my real voice. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. Like, if I had the talent to do voices, this is the one I'm picking. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church Moon Township. A buddy
6: of mine, he's a comic.
1: He's from Australia. He talks like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he is great with women. And they hear me talk like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he can fix my tractor. General admission just $30 each. Tickets on sale now.
8: Which I can, but that's not the point. That's-
1: At com slash night out.
3: If you are a regular attender at a church, my guess is you've seen the impact that COVID's had on the population Mm -hmm. of people you worship with. Uh, We were talking about this last week. Apparently, um, those who are crunching the numbers are saying that the numbers have plateaued. If you've been waiting for church to come back to its quote, regular self, that day has, has come.
4: Right, because the numbers uh, between March of 2021 and March of 22 are pretty much flat. Right.
3: Well, Benjamin Verbicek is with us. Pastor Verbicek is the lead pastor at Community Evangelical Free Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He wrote a piece that we picked up called 200 People Left Our Small Church, we called our missing sheep and found four main reasons that suggest actions. Pastor, welcome to the show.
15: Hey, thanks for having me.
3: Pleasure.
4: All right, Benjamin, um, I've been on staff at a church for a long time, and when people leave, it's hard uh, to not take it personally. And people say, if you have never been on staff at a church, they say, well, it had nothing to do with you. But in some way, uh, it's just... I don't know. It's different. You feel like they've decided that they, well, I'm not going to tell you what I think. I'm going to ask you what you think. How did you react when people left your church?
15: (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, it hurts. You, you, but part of that hurt, you you know, a little perspective now you feel, you realize some of that is a, is a good hurt. Like it, it should hurt. You care a pastor to be a, a shepherd of sheep. You, you, you care about your flock, even if you know someone moves to we're, we're in Harrisburg you move to Des Moines Iowa then like great like you you care about them there but other times when they leave for for less helpful reason it it does hurt but there you sort of recognize there's an unhelpfulness to it as well you you can find your ego your 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 own kind of um, identity wrapped up it and tangled up in it in unhelpful ways, too. Yeah.
3: So, Pastor, go into this then for your own personal story. Your church, probably, you know, pre-pandemic, had X number of people, and now post-pandemic, where are you?
15: Well, so, yeah, I'll answer that. Probably, we were uh, 275, and we now have 350, so... Whoa. um yeah so it things have changed, and maybe five hundred people are calling this church their home and me their pastor so i don ha- 't the, the irony of two hundred people left our small church as a title um, is not to say we actually haven 't grown the The heartache I was wrestling with more specifically is I had my seventh year of sabbatical and on, when I came back, which was the fall, I was looking around seeing new people going, Why, for the first time in my life, do I feel a cynicism towards new people? Hmm. Sort of thinking, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm glad you're here, but when are you going to leave? You know, like no one's, you know, wearing a sign that says, I'm here for five minutes. But that's what I was feeling in my heart. And I wondered why. And what, what I was reflecting on more specifically was we've grown by 200 people in my, the seven years I've been here, but we've actually grown by 400. Two hundred people have left, <laughs> so I, I was trying to figure out as we're "quote unquote" filling the baptismal, why is it leaking? Mm-hmm. And 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 that hurts too. It, I, you know, I don't have the emotional angst of like we were at three fifty and now I only have five people left in my church. So that that would be hard in a different way. Yeah. But I was in a generally healthy church where people are coming and happy and hearing the gospel preached and you know connecting with Jesus in meaningful ways why is it still that people leave and and how does that affect pastors in a, to be a kind of a wet blanket when like people you love and care about and are invested in just leave or disappear.
4: So you decided to get in touch with people and figure it out. Um, At at least maybe find an answer for yourself or for your church leadership or whatever. So talk about what you discovered.
15: Well, so I will say I didn't get in touch. We actually had someone else who's a volunteer do that because we thought we'd get better answers. Um, And and that's what we wanted. We wanted to just hear the real reasons why people left. Uh, Ostensibly at some point they cared about our church. And and so we thought maybe they'd help us still care for the people who are here. So what we learned were the biggest reason, and this was kind of comforting, is that uh, the vast majority of people who left just moved. and, And it's a transient, I don't know that you know, we have a younger congregation, job moves. Some of them were divorces and things like that, but largely they were things we couldn't do anything about. Um, the second biggest reason were what I'll call more substantive kind of doctrinal disputes or, or, or just angst. Sure. Um, and so those were harder, but, but I, I was sort of encouraged that actually some of these departures had real substance behind them and, and that could be its own encouragement in a way.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So, um, For people listening, as I said uh, earlier in the segment, who have never been on a church staff or up front in front of a church on a regular basis— I, it might seem silly for um, for them to hear you say that it bothered you or that it made you sad or it made you question things or whatever. Um, because I think for the average congregant, they feel like maybe they're anonymous to you, that you're just the guy up front. You don't notice if they're there or they're not there. And so they can just go off and make another choice on a Sunday. And maybe that turns into two Sundays. And then maybe they end up going to another church and they never let you know. And they think it's no big deal.
15: Yeah. And it yes it is a big deal and and they don't let us know and and it does hurt but it's even weird we're at a cultural moment where it's hard for me to articulate hey that hurts as a pastor and not feel like i'm some raging egomaniac who just needs sheep in my church to justify my own existence and and whatnot it's i i want to as much as i can fight for this healthy place of a pastoral care and love for his congregation that, that does feel certain ways when people disappear, and uh, we, you know, and that's the, that's the thing. Like people, the impression is that like someone sends an angry letter or or whatever, storms off in a rage. That's the thing that really bothers me as a pastor. It's not at all. Like I, that's there's nothing ambiguous about that. I know why the person left. Super helpful. What hurts is when you're trying to build a community that matters, and people are known. You know them. They know you. And they just ghost you. That That's what is the mm-hmm. biggest wet blanket for me in pastoral ministry. Right.
3: So people disappear. The relationship is somewhere out there. There's no communication. And you don't know from either your end or their end what, what happened. That's weird.
15: Well, I think it should be weird. I don't think it is, though. I think it's common.
4: Mm-hmm. I think it's common, too. <laughs>
3: I mean, but all that time that you spend investing in people, I mean, there's relationships here, right? Anytime anybody's ghosted, you, you have to feel a certain sort of mourning, especially because you don't know what happened.
15: Yeah. And I, I just want to be careful. There, I'm sure a few of my congregants will, will hear this. The, the vast majority of people leave well, and they try uh, as best as they can, wherever they're at, and the Lord has them. But I, I just yeah. think even on the front end, we're, we're, we're trying to talk about, okay, you're joining our church. Let's talk about membership, what it means to meaningfully belong. Let's also talk about what it means to leave well. I think what I found is the people on the fringe um, just, I don't know, feel maybe they didn't feel connected. I, I don't know. So that's what we wrestle with. The other part of reasons people left were kind of a Christian clique. And I, I felt that myself for for five staff meetings after we did this research. I I just sat with people and said, "Okay, I'm pretty good at newcomers looking for them on Sunday, seeing who they are. I'm pretty good finding my friends and talking to them because it's it's easy, right? Sure. You you don't get to see them through the week, but you see them on Sunday. So there's a a joy there. But those who you perceive to be on the fringe, however you would define that, um, that's where I struggled. So so really our staff of five or six, we were really each week Monday reflecting, okay, who can we talk with? How can we reach out? What are people who, who might be drifting? Not not necessarily from the Lord. We just don't know. But but maybe from our church, and then maybe that also means they're drifting from the Lord. And so we want to be helpful to them.
3: Right. I mean, because you do see that. That's a really an excellent point because people will come in, whether they're, you know, they're singles or families, they come in, they sit down, nobody says hello, nobody checks them out, especially after service is over, they stand there for a second, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable, they go, I'm out of here. So of course, if you don't feel welcome, you're not going to stick around.
15: Yep. It, it, yes. And that's that's hard. I, I, for us though, it's it's that. The, the, we're our church. I mean, you're talking broadly about all churches. Sure, of course, our church does pretty well for that first six weeks. It's the next six months of, okay, I've been here for a bit. Has anybody actually invited me over to dinner? How many people know my name? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the, the, the window where you want to be as a pastor. Um, kind of moving people into okay. What does it mean to belong here? What does it mean to be more involved than I, I show up on a Sunday? Right. I'm um, not looking for ties. I mean, the, all, this is that, this is the thing. It, it's it's so interpreted in our culture is like oh, he just needs money. Oh, we have more money than we've ever had. We have more people in our church than we've ever had. We're, we're doing fine. It's not about numbers. It's just care for souls and, and trying to
4: yeah.
15: uh, help people meet Jesus. Right.
4: Well, well, saying that it's a it's a difficult process doesn't mean that you're you know like. Making an Instagram post where you're in, standing in a field, you know, talking about all of your emotional tragedy. You know, it's not that.
3: Right. Um, d- and but, it's not you specifically. And it's I not. It's, yeah, it, I, this. Believe it me, I'm
4: sa- i I'm, I'm. I'm saying that I know exactly where you're coming from. I know exactly what that's like. Um, though I'm not a pastor, um, so our levels are different. But let me get back to the research that your church did and what kinds of, did you come up with recommendations like for other churches, other pastors who are listening, other churches, um, what, what's important to do so that maybe you connect better or more significantly with people next time?
3: Or the drift is minimized.
15: Yeah. Yeah. Very briefly. So some things I highlight in the article are just meaningful membership. And and then not only talking about how you join well, but how you leave well. That really saves can help a church on the front side do some pastoring for whenever the day would come that the Lord would lead someone to another congregation or um, wherever they would end up. So so doing that work on the front side is really helpful. I think um, knowing the cues. Uh, I I don't think any church or pastor ministry leader probably has an awareness of where uh, okay. Haven't seen this person in a few weeks. Okay, they dropped off the nursery rotation. Okay, uh, you know, I, I think you can jump in there and and just ask questions and play dumb. And say, hey, hey, I see this. I don't know what it means, but but would there be something here to talk about? That's that can be a fearful thing, but it's also a really meaningful thing because because more likely than not, there's something going on. So those are a few actions. The other part of the article I focused on is just truth to believe. I think. There's things to do, but, but I think so much of what the gospel is about is truth to believe. And for a pastor and a ministry leader, knowing your identity isn't wrapped up in the gospel, but who Christ is, what he's done, and, and know how many people here are on this Sunday or the next Sunday or five years from now, um, God is pleased with us because of Jesus. is really important to believe. Amen
3: to that. So, Pastor, the, the odd thing is, though, I mean, you, this is not something that's taught in seminary, is it? I mean, this is just, yes. this is something that falls between the cracks. It'd be nice to be addressed. Of course, seminaries for a, a totally different reason in some ways, but if, if you're talking about it, then my guess is 90% of other pastors are talking about it as well.
15: Yeah, well, they're thinking about it. I don't know how much we're all talking about it with each other, but I, I did, I was a part of a pastor cluster meeting recently where this subject was brought up and it, it, it was a really healthy discussion to, 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 share hopes and desires and to share griefs and laments and and to lay them before the Lord. So it is a good thing to be talking about. I I think we should probably do it more. Yeah,
3: I mean, really what I take here is if you're gonna leave and people do leave, then you should leave well. As you arrived well, you should leave well and don't ghost anybody and don't disappear, but speak to your pastor and talk to the staff.
15: Yeah, I I think that, you know, we think about Easter's around the corner. Um, Jesus says it is finished, like Jesus finishes well and he's gonna return again and finish, finish, finish really well. And so I think a part of Christian character and discipleship is, is growing in the ability to do that. And I realize there are exceptions where people are hurt. I've hurt people and I'm so trying to learn from that and, and, and people are doing the best they can, but in so much as we're able, I think we could, we could do better.
4: That's Benjamin Verbicek, lead pastor at Community Evangelical Free Church in Harrisburg, PA. Benjamin, thanks Thanks for joining us today.
15: I appreciate it.
3: Our pleasure. Thank you. You
4: can check out Ben's article at CT called 200 People Left Our Small Church.
3: Take a quick break, come back. Uh, What's next? Oh, does this make sense?
4: Why Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name.
3: Doing It Right uses only top-quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project.
4: Family-owned and operated for 38 years, and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way.
3: Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, national roofing contractors. Association and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache free installation.
4: Doing it right is an Owens Corning Platinum contractor and James Hardy preferred contractor.
3: Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards.
4: Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates.
3: Call 724 New Roof or find them at Roofing Contractor Pittsburgh.com.
7: Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed? And a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities. That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org slash employment.
4: I think we've all been sold the bill of online school. That, you know, you can do it online just as easily as you can do it in person. Same thing. Right. It's the same thing. Same I mean, you, quality. Can get, you can access the same teacher. You can access the same experience. It's really fine. We all know that's not the case. Right. There's a huge difference being in person in a room with other individuals and doing something digitally. So during the COVID pandemic, I look at my own kids and I think of the things that they missed out on. And I'm not just talking about classes. I'm saying, okay, I had one uh, child who was an athlete who, you know, the entire NCAA sports schedule got upended. I have another child who's involved in music and all those music performances got completely cut. I'm happy to tell you that over the last three, four months, I just feel like we're coming up You know, out of this horrible haze we've been in, I've been able to see sporting events and I've been able to go to live concerts. And it just reinforces in my mind how important those extracurriculars are when you're talking about choosing a school for your child.
3: Because community matters. So if you're thinking about next semester, next year, look at Grove City College because face-to-face, in-person, Christian men and women gathering together with an education, With a strong faith perspective, there's nothing like Grove City. Look online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College in person. We are everywhere.
12: On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
2: Winds will gust past 40 miles per hour tonight. It'll be mild with considerable cloudiness. We'll see a touch of late night rain. Those winds will be locally damaging. Expect a low of 59. For tomorrow, mostly cloudy, windy, and mild with a couple of showers of the thunderstorm. A high 70. Friday, winds will gradually subside. We'll see a couple of showers of rain or snow. It'll be much colder than recent days. We'll reach a high of 44. With your Backy Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
4: Does this make sense?
3: Does what make sense?
4: The closet organizer. What do you mean? The wire things that you would put in your old closet. Speaking mm-hmm. as someone who lives in a hundred-year-old house, mm-hmm. that takes the old silly closet with the one horrible rod, yeah, and makes it into something that is usable.
3: Do you have those? Heck yeah. Well, I see those. I mean, mean, do you have, like, closets that are, like, a foot wide?
4: I don't. uh, We have one of those. I know you have one of those, right? I
3: have one. I'm like,
4: what? what was the idea of this? That didn't
3: make any sense. I don't understand that. Yeah, anything, I believe, anything makes sense that helps you organize and categorize Mm -hmm. and gives you some semblance of Sanity.
13: Because
4: that one foot deep closet, Let's see. and you got the one rod in it.
3: Yeah. At least, you know, have some shelving there to put some sweaters on or some whatever your closet is, cleaning some, whatever. Listen,
4: a closet organizer makes so much sense. Uh-huh. It just, it takes this vacancy. Uh-huh. And I know there are people listening to the program who have like the giant walk-in closet oh. and with all that. And let me just tell you, Excuse you me. guys are living the dream. Oh, Every last one of you.
3: Closet envy.
4: Because I'm not in that circumstance. Whoa. And so I need to make every little inch count. Yeah. Or the whole system's falling apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I couldn't be more of a fan of the closet organizer. Closet. And I say, yeah, it indeed. Makes sense.
3: Very nice. All right. I see your closet organizer. Mm. Does this make sense? The earlobe. <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal with the earlobe? Listen, I don't mm-hmm. believe it serves any purpose other than an adornment for your for your earrings Mm
4: -hmm. and i'm glad i have it but anatomically
3: i mean it's like this little soft fleshy thing and here's the insult as you get older so does the earlobe grow in 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 length oh the earlobe extenuates i think so i see myself you know if i would like to look at john hall from 30 years ago to today i go what's up with your earlobes they get larger. I don't Because understand. of gravity. I don't know what If you it were
4: is. on the space station, like, what's his name for 355 days? What? His earlobes are probably Why
3: feeling you need, youthful. Like if someone, like, you know, lost their earlobe, would it be a tragedy? Well,
4: you know what? You know the people who have the
3: attack, they don't oh, have the earlobe. Oh, please lobe. don't get me started with that What, thing. do you like that? that do, you, do you wish you had that? No, that big thing in your, the, the extenders that make no. the... That's no, the, what is no, 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 no. Oh, no. oh my no, no. gosh.
4: No, no, I'm thinking of people who don't have a lobe. They, it just kind of goes directly into their... Oh, head. oh, you know oh, what I yeah, mean. Yeah, They're yeah, kind yeah. of lobless. Right, yeah. They're lobless. My sister's
3: lobless. Is she? Yeah, I think but it's you've got handy. Look. I think it's handy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. One
12: hundred one point five W O R D.
0: Doctor Charles Stanley. Don't waste your sorrows. Don't waste your heartaches. Don't waste your pain. Learn how to squeeze something good and profitable—a blessing out of every single trial of life. Hear the series,
15: Wisdom's Way, this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley.
11: Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we are a family mortgage team committed to Word FM. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, go to UnitedFaithMortgage.com.
12: We are United, United Faith mortgage.
11: mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License
2: number 22672.
8: Zero right now. Get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at Windows Arrest Pittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. Windows Arrest Pittsburgh.com.
1: you've tried the rest, now try the best. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well,
4: We were just talking about the anniversary of the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan, which was in 1981. And um, after Reagan was shot and ushered into the limousine, taken to the hospital, uh, it was important for him that he walked in on his own, uh, which he did. But when he got onto the the gurney prior to his surgery, he looked at all the nurses and physicians that were gathered around him and he said, I hope you're all
5: Republicans.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, well, we're not, but we are today. Uh, so, and that was like a moment of, of unity. And, you know, like we're obviously our party is not the most important thing now because we're going to save your life. Uh, but I wonder if the president went into surgery today. I mean, I hope that it would still be the case that everybody gathered around him would say, of course, we're all Democrats today for for Joe Biden. But that's
3: a point's well taken.
4: Yeah. It's just, it's such a different time and it's and i'm not saying that in 81 everybody loved reagan because that was for sure not the case but boy that looks like playtime compared to how angry people are today you
3: got that right civil discourse and how we talk to each other how we think we know each other lisa anderson is back with us lisa's a regular guest on our show she is director of boundless and young adults at focus on the family she hosts the boundless show it's a weekly podcast and radio show from focus hey lisa how you doing
13: well, hey, good to be here. And I'm glad we're talking about this because clearly I don't need to work on this, but I would love no. to help you two do better. At Thank this. you so, so much, Lisa. Because I am
4: here for you. You are not, you're nonpartisan you. and uh, non-clicky in every regard and accept all
13: people. I the right thing at the right time right. and love everyone mm-hmm. perfectly. I love that about yes. you. I love that yes, about I you. Keep. That's why we keep
4: inviting you back. Um, yep. Okay, but let's be honest about it. We're all pretty bad at you know being open-minded and kind all the time. Um, And and by open-minded, I don't mean that we don't have opinions, but just figuring out that uh, what we have an opinion about isn't the most preeminent thing in the universe, Lisa, I think that's where we have a hard time.
13: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I tell, you know, here I am, most of my audience is younger adults, millennials, and now Gen Z. And, you know, you wouldn't believe, like, I had a conversation with them some months ago where I actually said, you guys, here's something freeing. You don't even have to have an opinion on everything. Like, what would it look like for you just to be like, you know what, jury's still out on that for me. Or, Or maybe you have an opinion, but it's not, like, super strong. Or maybe you have an opinion, but you don't necessarily have to share it. (laughs) I mean, I just think it's fascinating to me how many people have asked me my opinion, let's say for example, on the COVID vaccine. Why do people care what my opinion is? I'm not an immunologist. I am I have a liberal arts degree, you guys. I no one should be asking for my opinion. <laughs> but we're so into these like hot takes of like what everyone thinks about everything, and then we're gonna make a snap judgment on them based on what they answer.
3: No doubt. Well Lisa, I'm sure the scenario's played out in your life. I mean, there you are, you know, working for focus on the family. If you passed your business card to someone and you passed it to the <laughs> wrong person and they saw focus on the family, your business card. Some people's heads would explode.
13: Well, and they do. And I've become used to that. You know, I went to my neighborhood cookie exchange one Christmas, and a woman asked me where I worked. And I said, focus on the family. And she just paused, and and she's like, You know, what I really hate about evangelicals is that <laughs> she just starts in on this uh, tirade. And there I am standing with my plate of cookies, uh, and I'm like, Merry Christmas y'all. Here we are. Okay. Yeah. And that's just how but you know what, honestly, here I say that, uh, a lot of us Christians say nasty things too to people uh, and make yeah. snap judgments. So I'm like, we can't be pointing fingers when we get into the name calling I'm as into well. That. Yeah. Yeah, and we have
4: clearly confused, uh, issues that are of primary importance and issues that are secondary importance. Uh, if, I think that's one of the major errors that we are making as the church today is that we have yeah. elevated matters of secondary importance to primary importance and, and just by virtue of this is how it is, those things that should be primary we have you know pushed aside. Uh, and so that just makes that's I guess that's a, another term for idolatry and that makes us into sick people. And um, we saw it at the Oscars, we see it in our workplace, we see it at home. When sick people interact with sick people, really bad things can happen.
13: Yeah, and that's just the case. And you know there interestingly enough, uh, on this topic, I've actually spoken on this topic several times at a few conferences, uh, here even at Focus on the Family, and I always start out with a 10-question questionnaire that's just, you know, true, false, yes, no, and I have everyone answer or just give their opinion on very contentious issues, and so it's everything from, you know, vaccine, election, guns, race, stuff like that. I just put it out there, homeschooling versus public, whatever. Okay, so I put all that on the paper, and then I have people shuffle papers, trade their paper with someone else, and then they have to stand up for the truths on their sheets. Wow. And it's amazing, even within context. I did this at my own church. How many people disagree on issues? And they're looking around, gasping, like, how can I go to church with these people? Like, <laughs> what in the world? What are... And the funny thing is, you two, this is where it gets crazy. Not one of those things that I put on that paper were biblical absolutes reasonable christians could disagree on every one of those things wow. but people treat them like they, it is a heaven or hell situation right. and they start making friends or dumping friends based on responses okay, wow so then, isn't
4: okay so what does that tell you yeah, what that it we, right first of all does that tell you that either we don't know our bible or we don't take yeah, it right. as the authority
13: well i think the problem is is that culturally. We've gotten to a point, like I always say, this is the luxury of like older people, older generations, because they remember a time when you actually got to know your neighbors apart from like a social media profile. So you like went to dinner with them. You were maybe on the PTA with them. You carpooled with their kids, whatever. You mowed your lawn next to them. And you just knew them as your neighbors and you had fun. Maybe you did a game night, whatever. And and then all of a sudden it comes up like what your views on politics are or a few other things. And then you're kind of surprised, but you love these people because you've spent so much time to them and you've with them and you've done gardening together and whatever. So now you have to listen to them. You can't just cut them off. But here we are today where you can just go to someone's Instagram account or their Facebook page and be like, Okay, they have affinities with these groups and they've stated Mm -hmm. their opinion on this and they just posted this article from XYZ News Source. So I'm going to stay in my tribe and just yell at their tribe and clearly not associate with them because we're not going to have anything in common. So that's where it's like we no one knows how to just keep our mouths shut and listen and be like, how did you come to that conclusion? Because there could be something from their childhood Something from their experience politically or whatever that can play into what they believe and it doesn't mean because they believe different differently that if you're on the gurney like reagan that they're going to kill you or let you die. you know i mean it's it but we assume that they will yes. so it's problematic yes
3: okay so it is problematic and of course you know you do have that wisdom of you know the pre-social media crowd but are we too far down i mean if you know people 30 and under, what what is their social world going to be like in 30 years from now?
13: Right. Well, it's terrifying. And that's why so many in my audience are wondering, like, Lisa, how do we even enter the conversation anymore? So they're either going to just clam up and not say anything and not walk through a reasoned response to stuff or just say, I'm not going to believe in anything because I'm too fearful to, um, or they're going to have to choose a side. And so I love saying, you know, I use this a lot with my boundless folks and other people, um, this filter, and many people have seen this on social media, because I think this is something, if we could all take a step back and think through, first of all, what are our opinions? What do we feel passionately about? And what do we you know, not need to have an opinion on? Secondly, which ones are we triggered by? So there's going to be some, you know, you're many things where people can talk to you about something and you can be pretty chill about it because you don't care, you know, okay, what's your issue, whatever. But there are some that really you're going to get worked up about. So you need to know what those are and know how to circumvent your response. And so I always love using this filter because some people attribute it to Socrates, some to Buddha. Personally, I got it from Toby Mac. Um, and it's three, <laughs> it's three questions. Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? If we Mm. asked all three of those questions before we posted something or said something in the conversation, we would be so much better off. Because there are some things that we're going to say that are probably true, but we are unable to say them kindly. And if we can't say it kindly, it's not our time. It's just not our time. Or maybe it's just not necessary to say in the moment. Maybe it's better for another time. And so think through those things and see – Can you say that at that time? And I think that will get most people off on the right foot to just slow down, listen to others, and think things through, and then make it about things that are about the people other than their specific opinions on things. Get to know people as people instead of just position statements, and then we can kind of level the playing field and go from there.
4: And that's where church has so much to offer to us personally, but also to society is that that's a place where we can go. We agree on something larger. We agree on those issues of primary importance, right? Right. And then we can kind of remind ourselves that those issues that we might feel very strongly about really are of secondary importance. That can kind of bring the temperature down. It can kind of reorient us with sanity, like bring yeah. us back to earth a little bit, and then go about the week and kind of be in a healthier place. Um, yeah. My My fear is that a lot of churches aren't doing that for people, or people are not submitting to their Church pastor or whoever who is trying to encourage them, or we do don't that. think
3: that's my brother or sister in Christ,
13: right? Yeah, or yeah, or we're so busy just with heads down doing our churchy things mm-hmm. that we're not really considering who might have other experiences or other opinions. And you know, if we want to take it to the extreme, let's take it outside the church, for example, where where being in the church and loving one another in the church could help us outside. So, for example, in my neighborhood. Um, I've had in the the past year the opportunity to my neighbor a few houses down had her hip replaced I was able to walk her dog bring her some meals one night on a Friday I picked up some Chick-fil-a and I said Sue I'm coming over we're going to do dinner she's an older single woman. And she's like, oh, that's so great, and I've gotten to know her. My other neighbor, I went over and looked at her brand-new kitchen that she wanted to brag about, got in a conversation with her. Another guy was able to talk him through the death of his dad because I've lost my dad and just give him some encouragement and pray for him. So here's the deal. Just a few weeks ago, because my neighbors are all about getting to know your neighbors, they did a little profile on me. They're picking us out one at a time, and they do this little profile and post it near our mailboxes. (laughs) Well, the first thing they say about me is that I work for Focus on the Family, which, again, some people may flip out, but I can tell you that the neighbors that I have loved, apart from my position, Mm -hmm. apart from my platform, apart from the things I want to tell them about the Bible, they will remember that. And that is tangible, boots on the ground, loving people right where they are, regardless of what they believe, and that's what the church needs to be doing every day.
3: That's fabulous. That's, really That's a great, great story, Lise. Hey, uh, talk to us uh, about Boundless. Uh, we're playing focus on the family here several times a day, but Boundless exists under its own force as well. You're doing a great job here.
13: Oh, it's a lot of fun. And it's really our ministry for that college through 30-something crowd, whether single or married, just to give them the tools that they need to think biblically about all things, apply it every day during life, whether it's relationships, career finances, just a generation that really is looking for guidance and advice and community, especially post-COVID, being there for one another and kind of saying, you can grow into adulthood, you can mature, and we're here for you.
4: Check out The Boundless Show, weekly podcast and radio show. Host Lisa Anderson. Lise, good to talk to you.
3: Always oh, great to talk to you too. You as well. Take care. We'll take a quick break. Come back in just a few minutes. Uh, the we still have
4: Pittsburgh Pierogi Festival is coming up. Oh, who doesn't love a pierogi? Uh,
1: I am here for it.
3: Starch on Starch, my friends. That's next.
1: Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirley's Burn, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys. Dante Bo, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com creation.
6: First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit, along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800 That's 800 Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800 Call 800
5: Questions? Cornerstone TV has answers. For today's hot topics and your burning questions on faith, family, and more, hope happens
13: here.
0: No prayer that has begun in heaven is ever rejected when it gets back. It, it yeah. sounds like I'm the only one that got it right up here. <laughs> um, well,
11: maybe we got
5: one hang out with our Hard Questions team Thursdays, 2 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network.
1: We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2. Breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough
2: choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org.
12: 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
3: Progifest. Who does not like a pierogi fest?
4: What I like about the pierogi fest is for those of us who come from Polish origin, or mm-hmm. just Yenzers who've taken on the pierogi, yes. believe me, we welcome all-comers, it gets you out of your pierogi rut.
3: <laughs> is there anything worse Or than your pierogi,
4: pierogi, pierogi rut. Uh, yeah. You know, you you have a certain thing that you do, and you do it the same way. And so going to a festival, you're like, wow, I, I, I didn't think no about idea. doing that. Yeah. Or I should do that, or I should, that's different.
3: September the 9th at Kennywood Park. Mm-hmm. The annual, despite the COVID, annual pierogi fest tickets mm-hmm. went on sale yesterday. Now, uh, th- this is exactly what they're, they're they're drilling down into, because everybody has their tradition, the but they also have um, something new here. The official vendor list is still being finalized, but guests can count on favorites like Pittsburgh Smokehouse with their mm-hmm. fest famous smoky pierogi. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Uh, Gashi's pierogies which won last year's People's Choice Award for its classic pierogi fair. Okay. Las Chincas, the pierogi lady, Detroit-based... I can't even... uh, I'll give this to you because you might have a better shot at that. Yeah. From Detroit.
4: Oh, yeah. The Detroit-based... (laughs)
3: <laughs> thank you
4: patriciac pierogi that's mm-hmm. my best guess at that patriciac pierogi mm-hmm. and michelle's mm-hmm. mobile meals which plan to wow the crowd with a pittsburgh cup featuring get ready for it people sit mm-hmm. down if you must a handmade potato cheddar pierogi topped with kobasi, sauteed cabbage and cheese bring it
3: yeah very nice Okay, so tickets on sale now. You get like an early discount and whatnot. I would imagine it's kind of like the like the Rib Fest. You pay to get in, then you pay for the pierogies. Yeah, you're paying but, a lot, right? Yeah, but I I'd like to go to this. And
4: you might want to work out before and after, because oh, can you? It's not a low calorie food that you're ingesting, right? But
3: it's so good. Where are you? I know when you you guys do pierogies like at Christmas, you go to like a particular- The
4: Forgotten Taste is the place I recommend. There are several locations. I go to the one in in Wexford, Mm -hmm. um, which is at the Waterfall Giant Eagle out there. Okay. That's how I would describe it. Forgotten Taste, they're wonderful. They're Polish immigrants. They do a terrific job. Their pierogi is delicious. My favorite being potato and bacon, but you can choose.
3: I know. Excuse my ignorance because pierogies are not part of my family. Sure, right. You were... But what is the difference between a pierogi and a ravioli? It oh, it's
5: totally like the different. the same thing. Totally it's different. dough.
4: Totally different. Dough, Totally total different. Stuff. You're not putting potatoes in a ravioli. You're putting cheese in a ravioli or you're putting meat in a ravioli. You're not putting cheese.
3: You're not putting cheese in a ravioli? No. You're not I mean, putting po- cheese in you're a, you're a pierogi?
4: Putting potato- Did I say cheese? I meant potato. Yeah. You're not putting potato in a ravioli. Sorry, you're putting cheese in a ravioli or meat in a ravioli, but in in a pierogi, you're putting potatoes in there. Mm-hmm. You're putting potatoes mixed on, with cheese, on or if some people just like plain potato, which I think is silly. You need potato and cheese, and it's just a different dough. the 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 dough of a of a ravioli kind of goes away. The pierogi dough that's like part of the thing. There's a lot more of it.
3: All right, I mean. I, and I look to it.
4: think about what you're stuffing in there. You know, it, it, at Forgotten Taste, you can do your potato and cheese. You can do your potato and bacon. You can do your sauerkraut. You can do lekvar, which is prune. Uh, you can do jalapeno cheddar. You can, you know, is it you can always... cottage cheese. How could I forget about that? But is it a butter sauce always? Yeah, butter and onion. Butter That's and onion. That's the way to do it.
13: Uh-huh. Not like And it...
4: sour cream that you put on it as you eat it, which is...
3: Through the roof, awesome. Anyway, okay, I'm just going to put a big circle around my calendar for Mm. September 9th.
4: You know what? I should, once we have a working kitchen, I'll cook you up some pierogi.
3: Oh, great. I look forward to that. I'll bring you and Christy over. Okay, great. Can't wait. Look, I look forward to it. Thanks for being with us. Have a great night.
0: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group